0: Good morning and welcome back to Simply Conversing. This is Alex and our guest today is a junior marketing manager at one of Germany's leading companies in sanitary, civil engineering, and construction services. She holds a business and sociology degree, is a proficient horse rider, and has a reputation of kindness that precedes her. Theresa, thank you for being with us today.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me. And that's a very nice introduction, I do have to say.
0: (laughs) It is not the first time I mentioned this, but it's always very important to kiss ass just a little bit.
1: (laughs) Well, you did very well. Congrats. (laughs) Thank
2: you.
0: Yeah. Um, Teresa, so the topic of today revolves around loneliness,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I think that given the time that we're living, uh, most of us are confined at home because of the coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most appropriate topics to discuss.
1: Yeah. Specific.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and specifically with you, I want to look at what drives loneliness. I want to. Mm-hmm understand if there is a difference between feeling lonely and being lonely. Mm-hmm. And I obviously uh, know that you live by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I lived by myself for some time in Milan. Um, and so we, we have had some experience of being surrounded by people, but at the same time, we've also had, um, I guess a taste of what it means to fall asleep in an apartment uh, mm-hmm. where we're alone. Sounds good.
1: Yes, it sounds excellent.
0: (laughs) Let's kick it off. Uh, I'd like to kick it off by asking you how things have been for you now that you're what, six weeks into a lockdown?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think I actually tried calculating this. I think it's about six or six weeks. I think Italy is at eight weeks, if I remember correctly. So we're two weeks behind.
0: Sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, It's kind of crazy to be honest. Like the situation still seems absolutely surreal. Mm-hmm. Um and we actually get the like the masks are obligatory from next week onwards. Okay. And it's just I don't know, it still seems surreal when you go to the supermarket or the bank and not all the ATM machines can be used. <laughs> like yeah. simple things like that. But and you don't think about it as much. And like staying on the topic of loneliness, I do have to say Like I have my own apartment now, which is not fully furnished yet, which you (laughs) might hear from the echo. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, it's like the first two weeks have been absolutely fine. So I was like, oh, I can finally, you know, actually make the apartment homey and all that kind of stuff and actually get to do stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. on other, like after the second week, it got really tough, especially with the social contact and just always going like i didn't even step outside the door unless i was going for a run or for a walk yeah and then you don't have that aspect of like social contacts especially during work for example so mm-hmm. you're always like in the morning you get up from bed you go to your table i don't have a separate desk area or like a workstation so i just yeah. have breakfast i, I work everything, immediately. Then, yep. <laughs> everything just folks up there yeah so um it was very weird um but i guess you kind of figure out a routine or I think that's kind of what's what's really important is just to figure out a routine. So every time I kind of set myself a limit, I say like after 6 p.m. or something because I start work quite early
2: Yeah. after
1: 6 p.m. Like, that's it. I'm just closing up the laptop because you can always continue working, really. Like,
0: yeah. I mean, <laughs> and... a lot of people obviously it's 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 very sad that a lot of people have lost uh, draw uh, jobs or they've been fur- Yeah. Um, It is also true that there's a lot of people that are working a lot more Mm -hmm. because they're home. So the time they used to spend commuting to work, a lot of the time that they spent, Mm -hmm. um, I guess, just out and about, they're now somewhat compelled to be in front of the computer. And because it's so easy to just turn Microsoft Teams up, uh, log in Mm -hmm. the email or log into whatever software used to work, yeah. Um. I had a curiosity. So yeah, I'm an uh, only child. So mm-hmm. uh, I have a different experience from yours. But you've got a brother and a sister.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> uh,
0: gr- growing up, uh, you were used to obviously having a lot of people around you. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a, a sharp difference now and positive, potentially negative, because you're always used to having someone at home and now you're not? Uh.
1: Yes definitely but I think like I have younger siblings so I have a younger sister and I have a younger brother Mm um and I think I have to go back a few years because when I first moved to university so I went to university in England
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um hence my accent is very messed up because (laughs) it's a mixture of every single accent out there pretty much (laughs) um but I actually went to university in England and that's the first time I actually moved away from my family,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so I was kind of separated from my siblings back then, and that kind of pulled through or like it continued up until like Munich basically up until my current location yeah um so I was kind of used to it, and now my brother actually moved to Munich as well um, last summer, and I moved here in November mm-hmm. um so I think now it's actually a actually positive because i have my brother in the same location
2: yeah
1: and if we he lives alone and i live alone so we both are kind of in the similar situation and luckily we both still have jobs um like you said that's a really big factor like yeah um we both still have jobs which is very good but we're both kind of in the situation of home office and isolation and everything so at least we can still kind of maybe go on walks and have those three meters distance or two meters difference
2: yeah
1: Uh, but we can still see each other and it's very very different to know if you're like geographically a little bit closer yeah as weird as it sounds because in today's world you have so much technology technology um so you kind of feel like you're always close but it's very different like i feel much closer to my brother now than like my sister just because of the geographic difference Like the location basically and corona
0: (laughs) yeah i i i think it is an important point that sense of comfort that derives from knowing that you're close to someone even if you don't Mm -hmm. get to see them obviously um, now you probably see your brother a little bit less and when you do you gotta keep the distance but Mm -hmm. uh, i guess what you just said brings back a memory of mine uh when i used to live in the united states Mm -hmm. i remember coming back over the summer and having friends tell me that they they started now, They started seeing me more often now that I, I guess back at the time when I lived farther away. So mm-hmm. I would make an effort to go see them and spend a couple yeah. of days with them every summer when mm-hmm. maybe the years prior before I left for the US, even though we were living in the same region or in the same country, we didn't get to see each other as much.
1: Yeah, I, I can completely relate. I think it also depends on like for me personally, like the importance of, um, I don't know, family or like really close friends that mm-hmm. kind of shifted. Like I took it for granted yeah. a lot of the times to be completely honest.
2: Yeah. Whereas
1: now, especially like during coronavirus, as bad as the situation is, I still like it really puts a whole different aspect on that area. So you kind yeah. of really. Make sure to keep in contact with certain people that are really important to you, yeah. and close to you. And um, I, kind
0: of I, you I, I, I totally agree. And I want to start transitioning towards, I guess, the difference, if there is, and I want to know your mm-hmm. take between feeling lonely and being lonely. And because you mentioned um, technology, yeah, and technology, I think, is a very powerful tool, and it is very useful when two people are apart, but mm-hmm. at the same time it kind of masks certain feelings. Let me give you yeah. an example. Imagine, I guess, the two of us being very, very far, but talking to mm-hmm. each other every single day, a couple of times a day on Skype, FaceTime, mm-hmm. WhatsApp, whatever it may be. The, and then imagine the two of us in the same country, in the same city, potentially, just like you are with your with your brother and not mm-hmm. hearing from each other as much. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong feeling that, if we were to be in the same city and we didn't hear or saw each other as frequently, in a way we would still feel a little bit closer because we're aware subconsciously that physically we're not mm-hmm. as far apart.
1: Yeah. Um so going back to the first question, like with the difference between like lonely like feeling lonely and being alone. Yeah. I think that there's a huge difference mm-hmm. difference to be honest, because like being alone, is, but this is like my personal opinion. Like yep. this is all very, I guess, like yeah, just my personal viewpoint on this whole topic. Yeah. Um, like being or being alone in itself, I think that's kind of like what you kind of talked about, like the the aspect of not being geographically in the same location,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and you're just kind of not isolated I don't want to say isolated but you're just kind of not as much in social contact um or not in social contact but you're it's really difficult to pinpoint this really (laughs) um you're without company but like geographically speaking
2: Yeah, yeah yeah
1: feeling alone however is touching the emotional point of view of everything really or it's touching on that emotional nerve really
2: yeah
1: um because like for example Like you said with the technology, I do feel closer with my brother now that he's here in the same location. Mm. But I do talk more with my sister on WhatsApp or Facetime or social media.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think I don't feel lonely in that aspect from either of them. But Mm -hmm. I think it's a whole different stand. Like it's a whole different. It gives it a whole different meaning. Like one is the the so like the technological and the social media kind of aspect of it, and the other one is the physical. uh, Like, I think it does still make a difference if you actually see them face to face. Mm -hmm. But that's me personally.
2: If you
0: if you were to pick between knowing that your brother and sister were both in the same town and never hearing from them, okay, or Mm -hmm. never like never might be a little excessive, but very seldom hearing (laughs) from them, Mm -hmm. or having them at the other end of the world jack jack sparrow style okay way (laughs) beyond that yeah and hearing from them on a daily basis which one would you go for
1: i would pick the latter the second one for sure because like i think what contributes to actually feeling alone um is not having that social communication really Mm -hmm. and so i think that if my brother and my sister, for example, were on the other side of the world, I mean, first of all, they would have to make a huge effort with the time difference to actually (laughs) find some time that actually works. You laugh, but when we actually (laughs) made the appointment for today, and (laughs) I was calculating 10 times, and it's just one hour time difference. So I was already messed up there. (laughs) Like imagining Canada or US or Australia. That's a whole different
2: aspect.
1: Um, So I don't know. I... I think it's much more important to actually talk to them because if, th- if they are in the same location, but I can't get much out of that, that doesn't mm-hmm. give me anything that just yeah. gives me that longing for something that's not there, or that's not going to happen.
0: Do you think that would change like, with additional responsibilities? Cause obviously you guys are give mm-hmm. or take the same similar ages. Obviously you're mm-hmm. the eldest uh, and your mm-hmm. sister has quite a few years uh, less than you do, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: imagine being, for example, a parent, right? Okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine if I guess the sense of comfort that derives from knowing that if something does happen in an hour, half hour, two hours, whatever it may be, you can get to that person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think that changed or changes the um, the relationship in yes. terms of loneliness?
1: I mean, for me, like I can say a personal example. Like I lived in Ireland for like an I studied I went to university in England
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then I lived in Ireland for two years. Yeah. Or almost two years um so i was always on an island to be honest <laughs> so it wasn't reachable like it was reachable by car but it was much easier to get there by plane and just after. Yeah. um so for my parents it was always very far even though it's just an hour time difference and yeah. it's still You know, like in Europe, (laughs) even Ireland, because I was in the Republic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Europe. I wanted to say Europe, but Brexit. Um, (laughs) European Union. European Union. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So for my parents, it was still like very far. Whereas now that my brother and and me were both in Munich, they don't. (laughs) It sounds weird, but they we don't talk as much anymore. Mm because they know that we're just a five hour train ride away if the borders were open, you know? Yeah. So for them, it gives a good comforting kind of feeling.
2: Yeah.
1: But for me personally, like I'm a person, but that's just me. Like I'm a person who loves having like face-to-face contact or actually like, you know, hugging the person or just sitting down and facing them. Yeah, and just yeah. seeing their reaction and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, it, it
0: does it, change. It, it from... changes, it evolves and it changes for both, you know, it changes for, yeah. you, for younger looking up to someone that's older, um, mm-hmm. and it obviously changes for a parent towards your child.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you consider, Teresa, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. I Intro- guess does does the knowing or does being an introvert make being alone any easier?
1: No, is, is it, because in theory,
0: in theory, <laughs> yeah. from a, a purely dictionary definition, an mm-hmm. introvert derives energy from themselves, I guess, more so than mm-hmm. other people. So, a plus, you know, a equals b, b equals c, a equals c. Mm-hmm. You would end up saying, well, uh, if that's the case, it also seems like someone who is an introvert should be more comfortable. By being by themselves,
1: yes, and no, I think um like i I am an introvert, however, I do still like having like I think everyone kind of does, but i I do still <laughs> love like having social contacts and social relationships, <laughs> yeah. whether that is an actual relationship or seeing someone you know like intimately or like just friendships and etc like Mm -hmm. in all aspects but at the same time i do need some space alone yeah um but that was even in a like in a relationship i think like for me personally like i can't always be together like i need to step back a little bit and just need to charge my batteries basically by just having like an afternoon alone and just doing stuff
0: yeah. Yeah. For so, i I, Teresa, I think you served my next question a silver <laughs> platter. Um, and I was trying to think of how to get this question into the conversation, but you made <laughs> my life very, very easy. Now you're welcome. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that, you know, you are an introvert, but you're mm-hmm. also um, a social creature. Um, mm-hmm. you still really appreciate and you look forward to. Human interaction, whether mm-hmm. that's through a hug, through a conversation, um, or just by messaging with your sister.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's start. Let's take a look at relationships, like romantic relationships. Here, did yeah. you think, and be more inclined to feeling lonely if you dated someone that was incredibly self-sufficient and independent? And I don't mean financially.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm
0: talking about the emotions of that person
1: okay i do have to think about this one because i think it's actually really difficult to answer that question because i think it really depends on both people in that relationship yeah because if one person like putting an example out there if one person is really independent and self-sufficient um emotionally but also um also financially let's put everything in the same basket there and then the other person however is really clingy and really but is still i don't know like they're really dependent on that other person i don't think that would work or that that probably wouldn't make both people very happy yeah because just of their characters however again in a relationship like you learn always from one and the other person that's what i believe like
2: Mm -hmm. you know
1: you're with that person because you like them and because in a way like they give you or they provide you with something and you learn from them and stuff so it's a constant like communication and everything yeah with regards to loneliness um i don't think it can quite be like generalized really i think it's Mm -hmm. very subjective um because i'm just thinking about this because i am an for example i'm independent in some aspects Mm -hmm. but then in others maybe not so for example i'm independent with um i don't know like free time and i want to have like a few things just by myself and just you know like sport wise or physical activity wise like i just want to be independent in that aspect however then other aspects i really think that you need similarities and you need to have some same activities as well. So I think it's a balance that kind of helps you not feeling lonely. If obviously one side of the scale is a bit higher and a bit lower, that kind of makes it difficult and that can contribute to the feeling of being alone. Like, um, yeah.
0: No, I, I think you, you, I guess you're analyzing the situation very well. And I do think it is, Hard to generalize mm-hmm. it. There's obviously so many variables that feed into it. Yeah. The reason I ask the question is um, two friends of mine,
2: mm-hmm. one
0: of which, Melina, who was on an episode before you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, mentioned the relationship uh, of her two parents mm-hmm. um, as being very dependent on each other in the sense that um, my Melina's father is very proficient at some things and mm-hmm. I guess handles specific elements of the family whilst Mm -hmm. the mother Mm -hmm. figures out others and she provided an incredible example which I think was uh, very clear which was the father going Mm -hmm. to the grocery store to buy uh, I think she mentioned bread and say cereals Mm -hmm. but not knowing what brands the family liked because that's something that the mom used normally uh, wanted Mm -hmm. And I think that creates a very cool dynamic. I think that's yeah. something in a relationship is important to have, making, you know, compensating for the other person's, not weaknesses, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess compensating for the other person. Yeah.
1: I think that's really important in a relationship. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just crucial because everyone is like, if both people were good at everything or if both people felt comfortable with absolutely everything, that would just, um, it, yeah, it would just be. Yeah.
0: You see what the issue is, and I mentioned, so my other friend, and I want to know what you think here, because my other friend in the United States, um, I think it was after I got back from, um, it was during my sophomore year, but I still remember it very vividly. Uh, It was still um, a girlfriend. She mentioned that uh, she was interested in in this guy at the time, Mm -hmm. but she was dealing with some stuff, and she once... Uh, told me that she did not want to approach this guy and get romantically involved Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to expose her vulnerability and she did not want to come across as someone
2: Mm -hmm.
0: who had to rely on someone else in order to overcome some obstacles and I didn't agree with her attitudes, attitude in that regard. I do think that relying on someone, especially when it comes down to romance, Mm -hmm. is important because it's the one thing that really does allow to create a stronger bond. Yeah. But what do you say? What do you say?
1: Uh, I can relate with that friend of yours, to be honest. <laughs> um, I can What's, your opinion? <laughs> What's your
0: experience been? Here,
1: well, let me tell you.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so, like, I've been on an emotional roller coaster ever since like puberty hit me. Let's go far, as far back <laughs> as that, really.
0: And how old are you, just to give some context? Uh,
1: about 12, 13, okay. Yeah, I would and, like and to I'm say
0: twenty-four.
1: Yeah, now I'm twenty-four, almost twenty-five. No, the past ten years, <gasps> is
0: give or yeah. Okay.
1: Yes, exactly. So about oh yeah, that's even more scary. Thank you for pointing that <laughs> out. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was always kind of, you know, I was I had a huge lack in self confidence. I did not think in a way that I was worthy of something or like, it sounds really terrible now that I say it out loud, but it's just how I received everything. And in a way I Mm -hmm. thought like a lot of people were against me or like a lot of people, I don't know, I just just had absolutely no self-confidence, like both in my personality as well as like aesthetically. And I kind Mm -hmm. of focused it, because I was moving around so much, and yeah. i kind of had that identity crisis in a way mm-hmm. like i didn't know where i belonged i didn't have those constant people that would just follow through, follow me through my life apart from my family like family aside but like you know those yeah. friends that just kind of follow you from you know like people who just grow up in that, a little town and they have those friends for yeah. life basically they know every single stage in your life and i was kind yeah. of longing for that but i think i was just longing for it because it was something different or something yeah like contrary to what i kind of experienced at that moment and Mm -hmm. um then basically my highlight not highlight that's a really bad way of putting it. my low light actually (laughs) um was Mm -hmm. actually in my placement year when i moved to three different countries in a matter of six months so that was
2: can
0: you yeah, sorry to interrupt you that I was, just, just can you I guess define what a placement year is? Yeah. So I think it is a very case specific. So
1: thing. basically I had my bachelor degree was three years with a year mm-hmm. abroad, basically. So placement year um is something that you can decide either to um basically divide up into either you have a placement year within a company. So that's basically one year mm-hmm. where you work in a company and you get some practical experience in a specific department, Um, or you can divide it up into a couple of, so what I did, for example, was I had got two work experiences and then I did a four or like a semester abroad or like, um, yeah, a semester abroad Mm -hmm. in France. Um, But that was kind of just getting too much for me, like emotionally. And I just, for the aspect of loneliness, so the topic, I think that was Mm -hmm. the, deepest point or like the point that really, really got to me because I had constantly people around me. But moving Mm -hmm. to like basically every two months or every three months, really, um, Mm -hmm. I was always changing environment and then I guess also being an introvert. So it was kind of difficult to step out of my comfort zone and always make new social contacts um so i was feeling lonely even though i wasn't being alone so that's
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, there (laughs) There we go go. (laughs)
1: um and then it kind of really it really started taking a toll on my emotional um state of mind really like uh, my mental Mm -hmm. health and Mm -hmm. i was really drifting so i was focusing on aesthetics at that point and i thought that oh, if I look skinnier, like really stereotypical, but if I look skinnier, that's going to make me happy. Like that's the one thing where I kind of gained control of. Like that's the only thing that I also thought I would only have control over. So my body basically. So I basically Mm -hmm. stumbled into anorexia. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically deriving from being alone or from feeling lonely and just, you know, moving around, not having people that would follow me or just being, yeah, various different aspects.
0: So in, um, I guess, just to clarify, do you think that it was more a lack of reference, which um, I guess pushed you towards feeling lonelier, which as a consequence reinforced some negative behaviors? Or do you think that um, you might have been deriving value from the wrong people?
1: um well i think because because
0: the way i see it it now uh obviously uh, not in your case but just generalizing it seems like oftentimes you feel lonely because you value or you look at the way other Mm -hmm. people interact with their social uh circles you attribute that kind of relationship uh, like more value compared to how you interact with your own circle. And then obviously it also comes down to you not having someone to rely
1: on, uh,
2: which seems
0: to be more of the case for you. I think
1: for me, it was more that one, like I didn't need a whole lot of people to, you know, who kept me going, but I just kind of was longing for one person um, going back to that dependency um, aspect. And I was kind of longing for that one person that I could rely on. And I don't think I was kind of like, deriving something negative from the people around me in that sense but i was just Mm -hmm. um i was comparing myself a lot to other people um which is another huge aspect because i think that at that point i was just not mentally ready to compare myself in a positive light i always saw everyone else Mm -hmm. metaphorically speaking in a shining light and i was kind of in the dark area like you know like they were good and i was bad really simplistically speaking um but i think that was the general aspect that kind of contributed it i don't want to say like a specific circle kind of drifted me down into that path because mainly it was me just not being Mm -hmm. happy about what i am or who i am and like everything really just
0: yeah i don't i don't want to i guess get too serious obviously we're touching on upon some very important and serious mm-hmm. topics. But um when it comes to I I because something that I'm you're making me think mm-hmm. of as you tell me this story is part of the blame is on you in the sense that you may have been waiting for someone to mm-hmm. come, right? But and I think this is a very important but oftentimes it is the social circle that you've got around that is also to blame um in the sense that where were they were they reaching out mm-hmm. to you were they trying to understand how you really were and obviously it, it it's it's a difficult conversation mm-hmm. because yes it's true that you can you know put up a mask and you can tell them what they want to yeah. hear potentially but it's also i think the responsibility of a friend mm-hmm. or you know a partner if there if there is one or if there was one at the time to try to de- dig beyond the surface yeah.
1: um i like i have i'm trying to think back at the time really because um like it's such a blur in some instances to be honest um yeah. also especially yeah. cuz i didn't realize i was in such a whole basically up until it mm-hmm. got really really bad and um yeah. like i actually had to stop uni- like the placement here a little bit earlier <laughs> to get to get treatment mm-hmm. like to get actually treated yeah. um and just basically learn everything again like obviously gaining weight but also like i i didn't feel any emotions anymore and i was just so distant with everything But that Mm -hmm. was like the lowest point. So I'm trying to think back at when it actually started. And I think that I had, I always had really, really good friends. Um, Mm -hmm. There might have been at some point um, a particular person or or someone in in my circles um, that was very focused on fitness and food and just that aspect um which might have Mm -hmm. contributed negatively towards me um but then again Mm. i do have to say that i'm i was vulnerable at that stage like i was ready to accept or i was open to actually accepting that and i was you know letting that affect me more than it should have um so i think that's an important aspect and waiting for someone to reach out uh like what you mentioned um when I was in France, there were people around me who tried to reach out to me and they tried to keep me keep me involved because I was also really social distancing myself from the other people. And I really had people yeah. who were after me and like knocked on my door every single day and were like, Come on, let's go out for dinner or let's watch a movie or let's do this and that. Yeah. But I just wasn't ready. I just was in such a Mm-mm. depressive kind of stage and just so closed and yeah. uh, I was living by myself at that point as well so I just had my little mm. little hole of <laughs> black <laughs> room mm. basically um and I was just basically burrowed underneath the the blankets and I was just not ready to get out anymore um yeah so yeah
2: do you,
0: do you think you could have done anything different or the only solution was i guess maturing and becoming less vulnerable as a consequence of experience
1: Um, i think i like that's a question that is really really difficult to answer in my opinion because i don't try to i used to analyze it in like every single aspect and Mm -hmm. every single symptom and what i could have done differently and stuff um but now i look at it in a way that i kind of learned from that experience and. It's definitely made me stronger and it's definitely shifted a lot of my aspects in very dramatically speaking life. (laughs) Um, But if I could have done anything different, I'm not sure because I myself was at a point where I just wanted to go, I had a little bit of a perfectionist drive back then and I just kind of was longing for some approval by by someone, but I didn't know who. (laughs) And um, so I don't know who could have given me that or who could have provided me with that. And I think that um, Mm -hmm. now looking back at it, like I said, like I just learned from it and I don't think like it happened. And I'm glad I got out of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important aspect. I'm glad I got out of it. And what I could have done, actually, (laughs) I take one thing back. I could have communicated a bit more. because i always held yeah. the emotions inside of me so i never really talked about them openly mm-hmm. not even to my family quite the contrary yeah. i just built up a wall and i just built up a facade and i was always like dealing with them by myself whereas i think if i would have told my mm-hmm. family they could have reacted a lot faster or they could have kind of told me because my mother yeah. actually the 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 week before I left for France, she was like, Teresa, I think it's all getting a little bit too much for you. Like maybe you should just quit because I mm-hmm. had all the credits. You you can just quit and you can yeah. just stay home for six months and just stay here and relax and be with the horses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, No, 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 I want yeah. this, I need this, I need you know, I need to get better, perfect, and da-da-da-da-da. Um, so I think I should have yeah. just been true to myself and true to my family or true to the people who actually cared about me and actually told them that i yeah i wasn't i wasn't feeling well really so i take a little Mm -hmm. bit back i could have done something differently
0: (laughs) (laughs) and i i think in i don't think the question that i had you know requires any answer in the sense that any answer is fine or not having Mm -hmm. the answer is fine um you know there's It's always easy. And at the same time, it's hard in hindsight to kind of like analyze the situation, see what could have gone wrong, see what went well, etc. Because while you live that situation, you're you're just going to think things differently, whether we're talking Mm -hmm. about health, when we're talking about decisions on whether to go on an exchange program or not, or even when it comes to investments, so on, so forth. But I think an important lesson for everyone is that, Communication yeah. is key. Loneliness, the feeling of being lonely. So, feeling lonely oftentimes does derive from a lack of yeah. communication. Uh, imagine being in a, in a you know, imagine mm-hmm. being in a couple w- that where you fall asleep next to your boyfriend every single night, but there's no yeah. communication. That feeling of loneliness will start mm-hmm. kicking in even though physically you're not. Um, I also think it's very important for everyone in the social circle to always reach mm-hmm. out to others and not just expect to be reached out yeah. to, um, which is something that I don't know if this has been the case for you, but, you know, there are some incredible friendships that you probably have in life and I, I know mm-hmm. I have in my life that aren't really cultivated because both of us, me and my friends are waiting for the other person to reach out. (laughs) Um, And I think over the past couple of weeks, you know, the two of us Mm -hmm. and Denise, uh, who's also been on this podcast, (laughs) have kind of like rediscovered a lot of fun that we can have just by spending an hour on
2: uh, Zoom. The good old Zoom. (laughs) plug.
0: Uh, the old zoom uh, so it's very important to yeah. you know to reach out and to yeah. to make sure that everyone is aware that they've got someone yeah. to rely on should it be necessary yeah
1: definitely um, definitely but, and I think a huge aspect is like especially like during this coronavirus situation like is to not underestimate the mental health aspect of everything like if and mm-hmm. that ties in yeah. with the communication like if you feel like you're alone or if you feel like you know like i have days i have good days and i have bad days i have days where i'm like okay i'm perfectly fine by myself at the moment and then i have other days where i'm like oh i really need someone to just give me a hug and something and i think it's fine to then you know like know that you have people around you and that like a support system is really really important And I'm really glad Denise kind of arranged the whole Zoom and social (laughs) aspect of our trio. It brought us to this.
0: (laughs) In addition to all the good that it also led us to. Um,
2: But as I've got one
0: final question, just to lighten the mood a little bit, um, obviously not to take away from the value of the conversation that we've had, but do you think that... Your studies in sociology mm-hmm. affected the way you dealt with the your health issues in the past or even your approach now and in the future uh, with when it comes to loneliness and friendships and social.
1: Support. Um, I want to say yes. You can <laughs> no, it's say fine. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's <cool. laughs> no. I want to say yes. No, I want to say yes, but like with anorexia, like Denise can vouch for this. I was always kind of interested in the aspect of like anorexia and eating disorders, even at, at like at high school, yeah. where we like and good old EISP. <laughs> um, yeah. But like now, in hindsight, or like recovering from um, the eating disorder. Sociology helped me a um, lot because also mm-hmm. um, at uni, I had some really good professors and um, they were kind of very open and they talked about their mental aspect or like mental, um, yeah, some things they were battling with. And that kind of just yeah. raised that, like for me, it was always very difficult to talk about my emotions. So for me, it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, if they can talk about it, I can talk about it. Like. Um, if they seek for help I can seek for help you know like it kind of made it a little bit more relatable because like some professors were like you know they had a career path that was past all the papers basically (laughs) Uh, and so it was. I don't know it really really helped and the context that I learned or like the content that I learned in sociology yeah it helped as well but it it cannot be compared with psychology. Psychology is a whole different aspect, but um it definitely made me more aware of certain situations. Yeah.
0: We gotta thank school. True. <laughs> <Sure.
1: laughs> Choosing <Yeah>. the right.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, right. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. With thank you for st- having
1: me. <laughs>
0: I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for opening up about your journey thank you for all your insight um and i'm sure that this conversation um a lot of people will be able to relate to especially during mm-hmm. this time of crisis that we're dealing with and that we all hope will be wrapping up yeah. very soon Let's hope. thank you everyone else for your attention and see you on the next episode of simply conversing